Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And this week we ask, who was the best African player of 2015? And as it's our last show of the year, we're taking a look back at a couple of our favourite moments on the programme. We'll hear from Nigeria and Watford striker Odion Igalo, speaking about his struggles and his faith. I know where I came from in Nigeria. Many people could not make it to where I am so today, but God took me from the pit down there bring me where I am so today. Also, there's another chance to hear from the China-based Gambian, Bubakar Trawali, who gave us a very entertaining interview earlier in the year. Because football is money. If you want your football to develop, you have to have that cash. So now that they are pumping a lot in the game, their football is going up and up every single day. That's coming up, but let's start by looking back on the year by asking who the best African player of 2015 was. Next Thursday, the Confederation of African Football will name the 2015 African Player of the Year. There's a three-man shortlist, uh, which includes Yaya Toure of Manchester City and Ivory Coast. He also won the BBC African Footballer of the Year award a couple of weeks ago. Remember, Toure won the Africa Cup of Nations with the Elephants. Uh, that BBC award, by the way, is voted for by the fans, while the uh, Confederation of African Football Award is voted for by national team coaches. Also on the CAF three-man final shortlist is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Gabon. He broke a German Bundesliga record by scoring in the first eight games of the season. And he's simply been a goal-scoring machine. Among his exploits was a hat-trick in a Europa League match. Also on that three-man shortlist, Swansea and Ghana's Andre Ayew. Not there is a play we talked about a lot in the first half of the year. That's Diafra Sacco of Senegal and West Ham. He ended the 2014-2015 season with 12 goals. Um, it's a tricky one, but who would you say is the best of the lot, Solomon? Uh, Steve, I would definitely have to go with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I feel he has really uh, played uh, so well in the last uh, year or so. Uh, he came second behind Yaya Toure last year uh, in the voting. Uh, I feel he has been consistent. He is one of the most consistent uh, play African player that I know up in Europe. And not just consistent... But also, you know, he's scored very uh, important goals for his club side, both in the league and also in the Europa Cup. And he's also scored decisive goals and, and he's also broken a few records. So I just feel it is really important for us to really acknowledge that and see that for what it is. Until recently, he is, uh, you know, his country was not known to be a country that has uh, any sort of football potential. But he came around and has really changed a lot of that, which is really a great thing. Uh, coming from a very tiny, small country and representing the country uh, in the Africa Cup of Nations, though they didn't do so well, but he's played so well. I feel his, because of his consistency, you know, he has an edge over uh, Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre has done a lot also, captain Ivory Coast to Africa Cup of Nations uh, in January and winning it. 
definitely is going to face a great competition from Obama Yang. Not just Obama Yang, but we also have uh, Andre Ayu, who joined Swansea on a free transfer from Marseille in June and is uh, just coming into the English Premier League and settling down immediately, scoring goals. It's not uh, an easy thing to do. We haven't seen quite a lot of players doing that. Uh, some players come so, and, and, and not do so well. So we, we wait until the 7th of January. Then we see who is uh, going to be uh, good enough to carry that. But I feel, for me, I'll put my money on the Brucey Dortmund's uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah, I'd say that a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang would be my African player of the year too. Um, Stuart, we often felt that uh, Yaya Toure was just a bit below his best this year, uh, particularly in the first half of the season. So how would you assess his 2015? Well, Steve, if you were asking me to choose the Premier League player of the calendar year, I'm afraid that Yaya Torre would probably not come in the top five. I don't think he's been outstanding. If you look at his year, I mean, clearly being a driving force in Cote d'Ivoire winning the African Nations Cup is a massive achievement, but it's been a poor calendar year for Manchester City. You know, for all their resources, they've got to be winning things, and they haven't won anything. You know, they were second in the league last season, and they have really not been top of the league and dominating for much of the season. They didn't make a great impression on the Champions League going out in the last 16. They've now got through to the knockout stages. But, you know, City have not really been flowing. And I tend to think that when Yaya Torre is the dominant player, they are at their best. I mean, I wouldn't say he's been bad, but he simply hasn't reached the standard we expect from him. This particular season, uh, you know, he scored two goals in 14 games, whereas normally I would say he's scoring a goal in two or a goal in three. You know, we talked previously about his best position and how he's actually doing playing more of a, an attacking role for Manchester City. You know, for me, Yaya Torre, I think back to the year that Manchester City won the FA Cup, they won the semi-final 1-0 and the final 1-0, and Yaya Torre just appeared to score the vital goal when they needed it. I suppose you could say that in the recent game against Swansea, they had led, it was one all, and in the last minute it was Yaya Torre's shot, which deflected off Ayanacho, which produced the winning goal. So that was an example of it. But, you know, I just think he's not doing it enough. I mean, I have such admiration for him as a player because he's got strength, he's got skill. Uh, I remember talking to Brian Kidd, the Manchester City assistant manager, about him, and he said, for a big man, he's amazingly skillful. Therefore, I expect an awful lot of him. I just don't think he has produced it consistently enough this year. You know, I think that if he did, Manchester City would be dominating the Premier League. If you look at the squad they've got, all they need is someone to drive them, someone to make it all happen. And as I say, I think they are at their best when he's doing that. And I think he has been a little bit below what we've come to expect from him in 2015. Well, the CAF African Footballer of the Year Award will be handed out on Thursday. We'll see who gets the big award. And you can let us know who you think has been the best African player of the year. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. 
or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. It'll be great to hear from you as to who you think has been the best African player in 2015. Now, one man who didn't make it on to the CAF or the BBC shortlist is Nigeria and Watford striker Odion Igalo. He helped Watford to get promotion into the Premier League with 20 goals in 33 appearances in the 2014-2015 season. And Igalo's already made it to double figures in the Premier League. He's kept on scoring and is having a fantastic season. Now, Igalo played in Norway, Spain and Italy before joining Watford. He's a follower of Jesus Christ and he celebrates his goals by pointing to the sky. Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to Igalo back in April and first asked more about his goal celebration. Yeah, that signified that I, I return every glory back to God because no man on earth will ever share God's glory in my life because I know where I started from and I know where God has taken me to. He has been God all the way. God has been so faithful to me. I know where I came from in Nigeria. Many people could not make it to where I am so today, but God took me from the pit down there bring me where I am so today. So I vow to return every glory back unto him. It's not by my power, it's not by my might. It's by his grace, you know. So that's why every time I score goals, I have to point to this guy that God is all about you. It's not me because I don't have strength of my own. I can't do it alone. Without God, I don't know where I would be today. Well, one thing also is that we've seen a number of your followers on Twitter. They've come to get to start talking to you about some of the verses in the Bible that you quote. Sometimes you say verse, um, Luke chapter 2, verse this and all of that. I mean, how much does your religion really play in your career? Yeah, I would say because uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm religious, you know, because like I said, I hold everything I have today, I hold on to God. It's God that, that make it possible. So anytime I, I study my Bible, I get some scripture, some inspiration word. I have to share it with those that don't believe that God exists. So I'm, I'm trying to, to, to spread the word to them that God exists, even though things are not working well. But when you're still open to God, still praying, God exists. Because I know when I started back, it was, it was very difficult. But when I look back and look where I am so today, then I know God exists. So I'll keep on thanking God. And I don't joke with things of God, doing what the Bible says and what God says and all that, trying to give God his due. And I know it will still favor me what I, more than what I'm having. So... This is all about the favor of God in my life because many people criticize me when I first of all came, you know. It's not doing well. It's not the kind of player they were, uh, he is. It's not the player they're talking about. They say it's scored against Barcelona in, in La Liga. They say it's scored against Madrid. They say it's scored against it, but he, uh, they don't think he can make it here and all that. I keep calm. I never say one, one word because I know what I can do with the grace of God in my life. So I keep on walking out day by day in training. The same way I was training since the first day I came to this team, the same way I'm training now. So I just thank God that I'm used to the league and everything is working around and God is indirectly telling people that he still exists. So if he can do it in my life, he can do it in others' life. I've seen many lines. I've seen many scriptures, many quotes from you. Do you have a favorite? Is there any favorite one that each time you remember that or you think of that, you say to yourself, yes, that's the one that keeps pushing me on and motivating me? Yeah, I think my, my motto with, with God, all things are possible. That's what, what I always say because I know without God, there's nothing I can do because I know with God, all things are possible because I've seen it in my life, God, many times, even in difficulties, not only about my football career, many other things. So that's why I say with God, all things are possible. If you believe 
and keep on believing no matter the storm you're going through at the end of the tunnel there must be light if you still believe in god so i'm happy because i know i've gone through a lot in my career through bad patch through good patch but i'm happy now everything is working for me and i see thank god for everything and i know this is not just the end because i know great things will still happen in my career with the grace of god that's Nigeria and Watford striker Odion Igalo speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji. Let's hope he keeps on banging in the goals in 2016. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. You can follow us on Twitter. The address is at PlanetSportFA. You can keep in touch with news about the show and African football news. Our Twitter handle at PlanetSportFA. And do take a look at our website. It's PlanetSportFootballAfrica.com. It's designed specifically for smartphones, so you can use it easily on your phone. You can listen to each week's current show there and get to find out more about all of us on the team. Still to come, another chance to hear from the China-based Gambian Bubakar Trawali, who gave us a very entertaining interview earlier in the year. The food is pretty much different, man. So it was difficult at the start to eat their Chinese food. Always I only eat pasta, but luckily for me, China loves rice, same like Africa. Every day you eat rice in China. Now, over the past few weeks, we've been giving you our highlights of the year on the show. For me, it was Zimbabwe's women qualifying for the Olympic Games, the first time that a Zimbabwean side qualified for a global football tournament. And there were huge celebrations here in Harare when Zimbabwe beat Cameroon's women to qualify for Rio. Solomon's highlight was Nigeria winning the Under-17 World Cup. Uh, Now, Stuart, you've got not one, but three highlights for us. Well, my first highlight is AFC Bournemouth. You know, it's a sleepy little town, uh, football club, which has spent most of its life in the second and third tier of English football. And to get into the premiership was really an amazing achievement. It was the coming together of a foreign owner and a good young manager, Eddie Howe. And Bournemouth, against all the odds, got promotion from the championship. And I think it's a monumental achievement for Bournemouth to get into the Premiership. And it shows that you don't have to have a billionaire owner to do it. And I just hope, and I think they can, survive. Because it's nice to see a little football club managing to mix it with the big boys. Bournemouth have a team which plays as a team. They don't have any star player. They've got no prima donnas. And I think that makes their achievement even greater. My second one is Jamie Vardy. I mean, scoring in 11 consecutive Premier League games to take the record from Ruud van Nistelrooy was one thing. But when you actually think that until the age of 25, he had played only in non-league football and then four years ago got signed by Leicester City, he's got four England caps. And he plays with such enthusiasm. You know, somebody who loved football enough to play regularly while holding down a normal job, now to be rewarded with a contract in the Premier League to play with and against the best players in the world. And remember at last Easter, Leicester City were odds-on favourite to be relegated from the Premiership. And they managed to survive by putting together a series of wins. But, you know, to be top of the league, to find themselves in that position is just amazing for a little club like Leicester City. 
you know, they've had some good times in the past, but they've been out of the top division for, for quite a bit of that time as well. And, you know, to turn it around and for Jimmy Vardy to make such an amazing contribution, that for me is a phenomenal achievement and is well deserving of being in my highlights of the year. My final highlight has been the form of Sadio Mane, the Senegalese player at Southampton. Now, he joined Southampton at the beginning of last season, having played in France for Metz and in Austria for Salzburg. Now, he was a good goal scorer at Salzburg, 31 goals in 63 games, almost a goal every two games. But, you know, that was Austrian league football, not really one of the powerhouses of Europe. And the big question was, how would he do when he got to the Premier League? And he was amazing. He got 10 goals in his first season. And, of course, Southampton have gone through this strange process of selling half their team in the close season, both before this season and the previous season. And so playing with different players, playing with players who are perhaps not the stars who were there previously, but he's been finding the net and finding it consistently. So a player who proved that he can do it gets my accolade. Yes, Sadio Mane has done amazing things this year. And uh, Stuart, you've been taking us through the African players who've been involved in this season's UEFA Champions League. The round of 16 games are on in February. Now, you've looked at players who were with clubs in the group stage and those who played in the early rounds who come from Africa. And you've spotted a few from Mali. Three players from Mali have played in the Champions League this year. Two of them for clubs in Belgium and one Albania. Khalifa Koulibaly plays for Ghent. He's 24. He was at Paris Saint-Germain in France for four years, but never quite made the first team. Then he played for another Belgian team, Charleroi, and this is his first season at Ghent. Abdul Diaby plays for Club Brugge, or Bruges. Belgium's a strange country with two main languages, Flemish and French, and therefore clubs also have two names sometimes. Now, Diaby is 24 and has played most of his career in France, particularly for Sedan. He's a regular in the Mali national team and he played two games for Club Brugge in the final qualifying round for the Champions League against Manchester United. Well, Manchester United were successful and that means that Brugge are now in the Europa League. Domestically, Diaby's having a pretty good season. He scored nine goals for the club, and when they beat Standard Liège 7-1, he scored four goals that afternoon. The third player from Mali is Bakary Namagi, and he plays in Albania for Skenderbu. Now, they had to start the Champions League in the second qualifying round where they beat Crusaders from Northern Ireland before moving on to the third round where they beat Milsami of Moldova and then they lost to Dinamo Zagreb in the final qualifying round. Namachi is 20 and he's in his fourth year at Skenderbo. That means that he left Mali and came to Albania when he was 16 and so far, he's certainly making a success of his career. So there's a Malian player in Albania. And there's a couple of players from Guinea-Conakry who've been involved in the UEFA Champions League. First of all, Ibrahima Traore. 
Now, he played five Champions League games for Borussia Mönchengladbach in Germany. They found themselves in a pretty tough qualifying group, playing Manchester City, Juventus and Seville of Spain. And a win and two draws was not enough to see them progress. Traore is 27 and has played most of his career in Germany. First at Hertha Berlin, Stuttgart and finally at Augsburg before joining Mönchengladbach. The second player from Guinea is Alhasa Suma. Now, he's only 19. He was signed by Juventus two years ago, but never made the first team for the Italian club, but signed then for Videoton in Hungary at the start of this season. He's played in nine first-team games for them, mainly coming off the bench, and when Videoton played Bati off Belarus in the Champions League, where they lost by a single goal. He came off the bench in both legs to play in that. So there's two players from Guinea involved in the Champions League this season. Well, so Alhassan Suma of Guinea playing his club football in Hungary, one of the African players who's been featuring in this season's UEFA Champions League. We'll continue this series on the show next week. Well, now to one of my favourite interviews of the year on the programme as we look back on 2015. It was our chat with China-based Gambian Bubakar Trawali. As China has become an economic powerhouse, football has grown and some big-name players have been attracted to play in China. The highest profile is Ivory Coast Didier Drogba, who moved from Chelsea to Shanghai Shenhua in 2012, getting a huge salary. Others to play in China include Nigeria striker Yakubu Aigbeni, Mali's Frederick Canute, who moved from Sevilla in Spain to Beijing Guan. Another Malian, Seydou Keita, moved from Barcelona to play in China. And Zambia captain Christopher Katongo played at Henan Construction. Africans currently playing in China include Ghana captain Asamoah Jan. He's at Shanghai SIPG, where he's said to be earning around $18 million a year. And Senegal's Demba Ba is at Shanghai Shenhua. Gambia star Bubakar Trawali moved to China in January. He was the Gambian League's top scorer with Real de Banjul, and he was signed by Hangzhou Greentown and is currently on loan to Nambia. Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Ba spoke to Trawali when he was back home for the World Cup qualifier against Namibia and first asked if his was a big money move. I could say it was a big transfer, a decent one, so it was a good one. That's why China now, everybody's seeing that they are the, one of the top three countries that are pumping a lot of money in football. So be part of the lucky Africans. And hey, I'm, I'm, I'm the first African player to come from Africa straight to China because all African players there are um, signed from big European clubs and famous Africans. So being the first African to come from the continent straight to China was a very big achievement for me. Life in Gambia or in Africa is different uh, from what you experience in, in, the, in China. What's your day like in China compared to what you were used to? Well, it was not easy at the start. I was always in my room after training in my room because the, the level of the game here in China is not the same. You can train here for two hours. Still, you won't feel any discomfort or anything. But after training with a professional team for one hour, 30 minutes, which is normally our hours of training, you feel tired, man, because the training is always tense. The football is fast, the tempo is fast, and this being my first season 
it was hard at the start to cope with the system. Catch up some coffee and have fun at, outside to take out the stress because only cool head can play football. Tell us the level of the, um, you know, the game in China. The, um, in China, it's not pretty much recognized with the football than uh, compared to other European countries. And, but in Asia, China is one of the best countries. Our champions there, Guangzhou Evergrande, win the Asian Cup so many times and they are always competing. Right now when I was coming, they were going for the quarterfinals or seven finals, if I'm not mistaken. That shows that in Asia, China is one of the best leagues. So the football there is, is good and right now, because football is money. If you want your football to develop, you have to have that cash. So now that they are pumping a lot in the game, their football is going up and up every single day and players are coming there good players fantastic players brazilians south americans are so much in china yes so how about the language um, you struggle um, to to get used to the uh, the chinese language or is it that um, um you have a um, couple of players who can speak um, english well yeah i struggled even though there are some players who can speak english but the majority are all chinese so i had to also raise my language level to the Chinese one. Mm. Sometimes I ask the translator what, uh, what is this and what is this, like the important things that I would need in the game, like yeah, the basics, tone, kick, pass, I could say all that in Chinese, so I learned that. I take my phone, whenever he tells me this is this, I write in my phone and translate in English, then I save it there. So when I go home, I check all the time, go over it, and that was how I mastered it. And now I can I can say a lot in Chinese. I guess the language is not that difficult. Even though to to many people here it is difficult because they speak so fast. Mm. But yeah, it is not all that difficult if you really want to do it. And as the language is um, uh, different, I know the culture is also different from Africa here. They are far far different from Africans. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like when you go out at the streets, they look at you like sometimes you feel uncomfortable. But that's it. Like China. It's very big. There are some cities that hardly see black people. And the city that I was was far from the capital. It's like two hours flight from the capital. It's more closer to Russia. So most of the foreigners in that city are Russians and just some blacks in the university. So it was not easy. But the food is pretty much different, man. So it was difficult at the start to eat their Chinese food. Always I only eat pasta. But luckily for me, China love rice, same like Africa. Every day you eat rice in China. Why did you choose China? You know, Gambia, I mean, it's, it's difficult for this traveling issue. We are not that pretty much strong like other African countries, Ghana and everything, when it comes to football. Because there are many of these Gambian players that go outside on trials and then dodge and don't come back. So it was not easy to have a, a European visa for trial. My agent, Patrick Mock, said he, he has a plan for me and he wants me to start in China and everything. Because... It's, it's always good if you start from scratch and go up there. Is there a lot of money in China? Yeah, there is a big money in China, man. If you go to China, you wouldn't want to go to any league. As you can see, <laughs> Asam Wajian, everybody is against in his move to China, but he's like, this is his life. He chose football. And yeah, you don't just want to play football for the sake of playing football. You play football to have money, help your family, help your friends and relatives and help the poor ones. I would say China is a big, big, big country and they are pumping a lot of money in football. But it's Gambia. We don't see how much we're earning. So I wouldn't say how much I'm earning because no player has ever done that before. But I would say, yeah, everything is good. 
It's been a pleasure, and I don't know um, how to say thank you in the, um, in Chinese. Thank you. You just that. Xie <laughs> xie means thank you in Chinese. So you repeat that after me. Xie xie means. you said you're welcome. So. <laughs> yeah, so I can say that I learned a couple of words in Chinese this year. Xian xian meaning thank you. That's a wonderful interview. Gambia striker Bubakar Trawali speaking to Mamadou Ba about life in China. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But before I go, a huge, huge thank you for your support in 2015 and for helping the show to grow. Wherever you are around Africa, or indeed if you're listening online from beyond Africa, thanks so much for being with us. And from the whole team, we wish you all the very best for 2016. There'll be lots happening in the new year. There's the African Nations Championship Finals in January and February in Rwanda. There's the Rio Olympics, uh, Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers, the CAF Champions League and Confederation Cup, and so much more. And we look forward to chatting about it all on the show during the course of 2016. Do get in touch on WhatsApp. Our number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Tell us who you think was the best African player of 2015, and you're always welcome to send comments on any footballing matters that you like to the number. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. Our Twitter handle at Planet Sport FA, and the website Planet Sport Football Africa dot com. So from me, Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and from Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks so much for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.